everybody, it's me, and welcome back to the In Theory I Was Right podcast. Um, it's been a little bit since I have recorded uh, something, since I've reviewed something, the last one being uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Homecoming. I'd like to give a thank you to my friend Steve for joining me on that one as well. He actually ended up uh, helping me with um, setting up some of the uh, vocals and, and mixing it together, and, and I thought it came out, uh, I thought it sounded great. Um, I could have done a better job of not saying you know and um a lot, so I'm going to try to cut down on that a little bit more. This one, try to clean it up a little bit. So, uh, since then, not a whole lot has actually come out, at least not that I have felt like reviewing. Um, But this time, uh, today I'd like to review the new Netflix series, The Defenders. It just came out last week, last Friday, I believe, and I binge-watched it in two days, and... Yeah, so I'm going to review that today. So uh, at first, I'd like to then um, say that, again, uh, if anybody would like to reach out, if anybody has any comments, if anybody has any questions, anything they would like me to review, you can uh, reach me at IWasRightPodcast at gmail.com. That's IWasRightPodcast at gmail.com. If uh, anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out and uh, let, them, let them be heard. Um, so in the spirit, I suppose, of reviewing the Defenders, I thought that it would be cool to profile the hand, uh, the organization, the, the secret ninja organization that kind of makes its presence known all throughout this Netflix Marvel, Marvel universe. So the hand, uh, is a cult of mystical ninjas involved, uh, with organized crime and often hired to carry out assassinations. Um, the hand date back to the 16th century Japan, where the cult adapted classic ninjutsu techniques uh, to its own evil purposes. Uh, the hand's activities have now spread throughout the world. Uh, hand operatives are servants of a demon known only by known only as the Beast. Uh, skilled in the use of powerful occult magic, they can kill a person and then bring that person back to life as a member of the hand. Only Elektra and Wolverine have ever been able to reverse this process of the hand. Uh, if one of the hand is is killed, his body magically turns to dust in order to prevent identification. The hand has often has most often clashed with Daredevil, Elektra, and the Chaste. Uh, Elektra uh, led the hand for a while, uh, but after the Skrull in, uh, impersonated her was killed, Daredevil reluctantly took the position, hoping to turn the hand into a force for good. After he failed, the Kingpin grabbed uh, the Kingpin grabbed the reins instead. Now, actually. That is, a, is, of course, the kind of um, comic book adaptation or comic book interpretation of that, of that organization or, or of those characters. But we actually see a lot of uh, crossover into um, the MCU, or not the MCU, but the, you know, the Netflix shows. There's actually a fair amount of stuff that is drawn from that. Um, they stay pretty faithful to uh, the comic book storyline. Now, so getting into a bit of the um, bit of the review, I guess a bit of the recap. Um, so, the events of the Defenders start after the events that ended in uh, the Iron Fist, which was the most recent Netflix series prior to uh, the Defenders. It starts out by following Finn Jones as he's trying to chase down the hand. And essentially, we see the individual characters. We see Daredevil. We see Jessica Jones. We see Luke Cage. And we see Iron Fist. Essentially, all caught up 
following the leads of um, various issues that lead them back to the hand, even though they don't necessarily know it. And they're all doing it individually. They don't really know um, of each other yet. And as they follow the leads, as they pull on the strings, trying to figure out what's going on, they end up um, discovering that it is, in fact, the hand that's behind everything. And they end up being pulled together kind of at the same time um, and in about the third or fourth uh, episode. And that's when they reluctantly decide to join forces to uh, try to take down the hand as a whole because they can't really do it by themselves. And each one, together, they're stronger. Uh, We we find out that uh, Electra has been resurrected uh, by the hand and they uh, have used they have have labeled her the quote unquote black cloud or and um, they this black cloud is supposed to be this uh, kind of mythical weapon in bringing doing the the bidding of the hand and um, so we, we, she is brought back and she's her her memory is essentially erased because she was uh, killed at the end of Daredevil two. Her memory's gone. She gets a little bit of it, but she's being raised and trained by the head of the hand, um, which in this case is played by Sigourney Weaver. And so we see she's back and she's then, you know, they, the, the hand has put all the, a lot of faith in her thinking that she will be, you know, the, the harbinger or whatever their plan may be. Uh, and we find out that the hand is attempting to get entry back into um, Kun Loon, which is where Iron Fist had trained and learned to be the Iron Fist. And they find out that they can't get back without Finn Jones, uh, who played Iron Fist, who, who Danny Rand, the character Danny Rand, also known as the Iron Fist. They need the Iron Fist to get back into Kun Loon because there, there is this substance that essentially brings them back to life. Um, and that is essentially the whole kind of motive uh, of the hand is just to preserve their life and extend extend their 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 life past what would natural be the natural parameters of that. So it ends up they ends up they they try to coerce Danny into joining them that doesn't work so they end up resorting to kidnapping him. So they kidnap him and then the rest of the defenders um being Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage then have to go get him and then essentially put a put an end to the stop or an end to the hand. And that um, leads them to kind of this climactic battle where um, they go to uh, the the building that the hand has um, kind of taken. They built through their shadow com- company, and um, as they, they discover that the hand has been digging a giant hole in the ground, where they have found, um, and they, they where I guess there is this skeleton of a dragon basically. And the dragon skeleton is used. The bones of the dragon are used to create this uh, substance that preserves them. So they all kind of congregate uh, as they, and they all, you know, end up fighting at this, you know, big end all be all fight you. Uh, and then uh, of course, daredevil ends up fighting um, Electra in he, 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 throughout the series. He's, he's seen her, and she's held back from killing him, and he can tell that she remembers him, and so he's trying to, he basically, he just won't give up on her, and he tries to bring her back, you know, to the Electra that he knows, and she's, she kind of is the Electra that he knows, but she's also kind of evil and all that, so, 
you know, the defenders defeat the hand and they get out except for Daredevil who has to basically keep um, Electra occupied. And as the defenders get out, the building that they were all in explodes and collapses. The defenders assume that uh, Daredevil has perished in in the wreckage of, of the building, as one would imagine he would. And um, we see at the end, you know, the, the defenders are all kind of they've gone their separate ways, and they're all very upset and mourning in their own diff- in their own various ways. And then the very end, we see Matt Murdock's body in uh, a hospital bed at not a traditional hospital bed, but like kind of uh, at like a like a nun like a nunnery basically and and he wakes up and the nuns go hey you know go tell somebody that he's uh he's awake and that's the end of the series um and basically and I'll get into the nuances of it but as a whole and I know this is going to shock most of you I liked it I liked it a lot I thought it was um I thought it was pretty good uh, for what it was I thought it it was it was kind of being sold as like the the street level uh, Avengers movie, and that's exactly the the kind of feeling that I got from it. It was you know kind of like a B team um, superhero, you know, team up, and I thought that this is what Avengers would have looked like if Netflix had done it, kind of thing. You know, this not quite as much money, but still, you know, a solid story. It didn't drag. Um, they got to the point after two or three episodes, it, it took, it took a little bit getting in once, you know, one or two episodes, but then once you're in, then it, then it actually picked up. Um, so you can't really talk about the defenders as a team without really talking about the characters, uh, individually. Now this universe, uh, the Marvel Netflix universe starts with Daredevil and Daredevil is of course played by Charlie Cox. Now I... Like mo- Daredevil's first screen appearance, um, for all intents and purposes, was the uh, Ben Affleck iteration of this, and to no one's surprise, it wasn't received well. And I've seen it, I've seen it a couple times actually, not in the theater, but in uh, it's been on TV and stuff. And it is, it's not unwatchable, but it's not any good. And you know, it is what it is. It was. You know, they were kind of riding the success of, I don't think that, of X-Men. I don't think that, that Iron Man had come out before that. It couldn't have been. Uh, no, it didn't. They were riding the success of X-Men and Spider-Man and all that stuff. And they assumed that basically any superhero movie would do. And they didn't really take the time to cast it right. They didn't take the time to develop a story that anybody cared about. Um, I did, the Kevin James was in it, which I thought was, not Kevin James, I'm sorry, Kevin Smith, Kevin James, Kevin Smith was in it, which I thought was kind of cool, um, but other than that, um, it's not a very good movie. So this is the second time that we've seen the character in on screen, and when I started watching it, that's kind of the, um, you know, I, that's kind of the mindset I came into, like, I didn't care about this character, I didn't, you know, from the, from the past, uh, screen screening that I've seen I didn't care about him he wasn't that interesting he didn't really possess any skills that I cared about but we start with um you know with with Charlie Cox and he killed it the first season was awesome 
I, I, it was, it must have been 13 episodes, I believe it was. I binge watched the whole thing, and it just, it, it, it shows that when done right, it can make a skeptical person interested and care about a character that he normally wouldn't. And it was shot in, I, I mean, the iconic, the, the takeaway from the first Daredevil is the hallway fight scene, and it is such a well shot scene that it really it kind of rewrote how a fight scene could be could be done because it's it's done in quote unquote all one take and you just see Daredevil going in and out of um, rooms beating up Russian mobsters and he's doing it in you know he's tired he's taking hits he's not infallible but he's getting it done and he's doing it all in one take there's not a lot of cuts it's very clear you see what's going on and it is such a it, it made the hallway fight scene in the first daredevil made the entire series or the entire um season worth watching and that in the first fight scene happened in the first couple of episodes or that fight scene happened in the first couple of episodes it's just it was such a well choreographed fight scene that it even if no one had, even if you hadn't seen the series, even if you hadn't, if you didn't know anything about the character, showing somebody that clip, I think would turn them into, would at least get them interested. I think it's such a cool scene. And then it moves on to, uh, we see the hand, of course. The hand is is the uh, antagonist in that um, in that series two to a lesser extent because we have. Uh, the kingpin. The kingpin's the main guy, but either way, the hands involved. And then we get onto the next, the next, um, I guess the next show is Jessica Jones, and Jessica Jones is played by Kristen Ritter. Um, and she, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Jessica Jones just because she kind of annoyed me. The character, she was just always. Such so bitchy and annoyed. It's like okay, like we get it. That's your shtick, but like lay off a little bit. You know, you're kind of you're laying it on a little heavy, and it's it's distracting me. But I will say that the villain, uh, the Purple Man, uh, Kilgrave, was fantastic. He was, and, I, and I'm spacing on um, the the guy who played him, David uh, Tennant. David Tennant, I believe. Um, he played. Uh, Barty Crouch Jr. in the Harry Potter movies, but he was he was fantastic. He was charming, you, so you kind of like felt sorry for him. But he's also he just had a fantastic ability where he just can he I guess he admitted some chemical and it just made everybody do whatever he said. He just had to say it and they would do it. And you you it's just he he wasn't he wasn't yelly. You know he didn't yell very much. He just kind of let his choices and his abilities make him the villain and make him scary. And he was scary. And I, he just, the villain saved that series for me. But other than that, I, I am, I'm still not really certain what her powers are, what her ability, abilities are. I know she's strong, but she's not bulletproof. I'm not sure she can fly. I don't really know. But I know she's strong. I guess that's all I got. But. Yeah, so I wasn't a huge fan of Jessica Jones, but I did like the villain in that. And then the next uh, character that came after that was Luke Cage, played by Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter is a native of South Carolina, 
I am an attorney in South Carolina, so that's kind of cool. I thought that South Carolina is not a very not a very big state. Uh, not a lot of people come out of there, to be quite honest. But um, yeah, I, I, there's a little little anecdote that I thought was kind of cool. Anyway, um, Luke Cage. My issue, I had a little issues with Luke Cage because I, I felt that the show was kind of boring. Uh, he's a big, bulletproof guy, and I, 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 I wanted to see more. I want to see him do more with that. He was, he's, he's this indestructible, super strong guy. I want to see him messing shit up, and he did a little bit of that. But you know, it was a lot. It was more story driven, which is fine, but. I don't know. It it just it it dragged a little bit for me. Um, I think um, I think that Mike Coulter did a great job. I think he's I think he's he's charming. Uh, I think he's convincing as someone who he he delivers his lines with a lot of conviction. Um, I, I wish he would have. He's a big dude, and he represents that well. I wish he he would have cut up a little bit more because Luke Cage is is shredded in the comic books. And yes, they don't have to be exactly you know, photocopies in real life. But I, you know, I kind of wanted him to be a little bit, a little bit more cut. But other than that, I think Mark Coulter did a great job. But I, in all honesty, I didn't finish Luke Cage. I got to about the 10th episode. I had like three or four more to go because honestly, I just, I just lost interest. I, I, I couldn't, I lost interest. And um, although I will say that Mahershala Ali, the villain, um, he was, Fantastic. He's good in everything. He's a, he's an Academy Award winning actor. So he's, you know, he and and you hear him speak, not in character, and he's kind of soft spoken. He kind of seems like a really sweet guy. But but Diamondback, the char- the villain that he plays, is very intimidating, and he, he he's very believable as kind of this gangster, you know, club owner kind of kind of guy. Um, but yeah, so I, I you know, I. I can see the appeal of Luke Cage because I wanted to see more of him and I wanted to see more of him doing his thing. But the series ultimately lost my interest towards the end there. And full disclosure, Iron Fist didn't see not a second, not an episode. Didn't see anything in it. Um, Iron Fist, uh, Danny Rand played by Finn Jones, uh, who apparently is from Game of Thrones. I didn't really know. Uh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't personally care. But uh, I made the mistake of listening to reviews before I watched Iron Fist and basically they were scathing reviews and everything that I heard just led me to avoid it like the plague, basically. They said it was boring. It didn't, either way, it doesn't really matter, but basically what I took away from the reviews led me to believe that I wouldn't have any interest in it. And from what I saw in The Defenders kind of reinforced that idea and I don't I didn't feel the need to go back and then watch Iron Fist um so now that you've got the pieces how do they fit together in Defenders now I watched I started watching and I wanted none none of the characters even know who each other are really until like the third episode and the first two episodes I'm like okay I we could have solved this you know, they're individuals in the first episode, and we could have brought them together in the second. Now, this series is only eight episodes. They're about 50, 50 to 55 minutes long. And I was a little disappointed with that because the other the other series have typically 10 to 13 episodes. So this was shorter and, you know, 
it was a little I, I wanted a little bit more I was expecting a little bit more but I guess it kind of allowed with a shorter um, with fewer episodes I guess it kind of allowed for more to happen within uh, the episodes that we got now a notable ex- exclusion I guess from this this show was the Punisher now the Punisher made his debut along with Electra Electra in uh, Daredevil Season 2, which is equally as good, if not better, than Daredevil Season 1. Um, you get a little bit more involvement with the hand and all that stuff, but, you know, we see Elektra ends up dying at the end of Daredevil 2, which leads into uh, the Defenders, of course, but I was really hoping that we'd get a, at least a little bit of the Punisher in the Defenders, and we didn't really we didn't get any. Um, you get a little trailer at the end uh, for his upcoming series, which I'm I'm actually very looking for looking forward to very much. But uh, he wasn't in it at all. Not even not even a, a and nothing that alluded to him at all. But he uh, that wasn't the Punisher is another character that before I saw him in the in Daredevil I did not care at all. He's been on, he's been in several movies, all of which were terrible, uh, and. You know, I, I like when you're in a world full of people that can fly and and shapeshift and teleport and use things with their minds. You know, you know, a pissed off guy with a gun doesn't really do anything for me. But when I saw ja, John Bernthal as him in Daredevil two, I was like, oh, I this is if this is I'm in. This is the guy I want to see. This I want to I want to know more about this guy. I want to see what he can do. I want to know what his backstory is. I want to know why he is the way that he is. John Bernthal brought this, as he does with pretty much everything. He he plays pissed off really really well, and and he he embodied the absolute like the definition of an antihero. And you know he 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 was in all respects really the mirror image of Daredevil. He would he 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 was the exact same way in that he was full of pain and and anger, but Matt Murdock and Dare as Daredevil you know, was able to really rein that in. But uh, the Punisher is not. He kind of just let it go. And just tur- he just, he, he added so much to Daredevil 2 that I really wanted to see him in the Defenders and we didn't, any, we didn't end up getting anything from him. So that was a little disappointing. But that's neither here nor there. So the show takes a little bit getting in. But once we do see them drawn together to fight the hand, um, it works out. It really, it you know, we get the dynamic between the characters, I think, really worked well. And, you know, the Iron Fist, Danny Rand, he, at every turn, he's always telling everybody that he's the immortal Iron Fist, the defender of Kunlun. And you see him tell that to Jessica Jones, and you see him tell that to Luke Cage, and they're just two normal people would be, that would have a normal reaction to hearing something like that. Be like, what, what the hell are you talking about? That makes no sense. Um, and you actually see Iron Fist... Everybody really fights everybody at, at, at any given time. Iron Fist first first fights Luke Cage, and Luke, Luke Cage beats the absolute piss out of him. But then you see Iron Fist, you know, Danny Rand be able to channel his chi or whatever it is into his into the fist, and and really just you know lays Luke Cage out, which is kind of cool because up until then, you know, Luke Cage is is infallible, and we we don't see him have any weaknesses. Um, which is, you know, you need to 
for a hero to 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 respect his abilities, you really need to know the limitations of those abilities. And with Iron Fist, you need to know that he has abilities whatsoever. And it was a little weird though, because you know he, he he's only able to channel that into one fist rather than two. But it's pretty cool, you know. The fist glows, and he just beats the shit out of people with that when he's able to do it. He's not able to do it at will, apparently, or whenever. He, I guess it. He can only do it certain times, but from what I understand, he did it like twice in his series, in his standalone series. But he did it. He did it a lot more frequently in this, in the Defenders. Um, now, uh, we didn't. Same with Jessica Jones as the problem. I had the same problem with her in Defenders as I did in in her standalone series. Again, she brings the the bitchy, skeptical, you know, loner thing you know, to this show and, you know, lays it on real heavy and it was a little too much for me. And still, I don't really know what her powers are. They refer to her as the unyielding woman. But again, I'm not really sure what that means. But and also she doesn't she's the only one really that doesn't know how to fight. She has no formal training. She just kind of relies on her physical strength, I guess, to kind of get by. Uh, Daredevil is... I, you know, I, I'll be honest. The fight scenes in this show really left something to be desired for me, though. That was that was the only that was the only problem because there's a lot of cuts. Some of the some of the fight scenes are done in very dark places, and it's really hard. They get muddied, and it's really hard to make any sense of what you're kind of seeing. And I was like, okay, Daredevil's here. I want to see him do his thing, and you get to see it a little bit. You want to see him in the suit. You want in in you see him in the suit twice, maybe two and a half times, maybe three times, and you want to see him. You want to see him doing his thing more. You want to see him in the suit with the with the staff with the sticks, and he's you know beating ninjas up and shit. And you don't really get a lot of that. And I figured that he, at least the choreographer, the fight choreographer from Daredevil, would be able to come over and do that with at least Daredevil rather than. You know, if they couldn't do it with the rest of the cast, at least do it with Daredevil. But we, we didn't really get that. There is another hallway fight scene, but it's shorter. And I mean, it's kind of cool. It's it's cool seeing the guys, seeing you know Luke Cage and and who, who's kind of a bulldozer. He kind of just you know bl- you know bust doors open and and throws people through walls and stuff. And and he's just. He's all brute force, and then you see Iron Fist and Daredevil, which are finesse people, you know, finesse guys that are that are using their skill and their and their craft to, uh, you know, to take down bad guys. So it was kind of cool to see that juxtaposition. Uh, same with Jessica Jones, you know, she's kind of just a, you know, brute force kind of person. Um, but I wanted to see Daredevil do, doing more of his thing. They refer to him, and I thought this was really cool. They refer to him throughout the series as the Devil. He's the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, not Daredevil. Uh, but it's the devil of Hell's Kitchen. I just think that's such a bad, such a badass name, especially with somebody who does good. You know, he's not, he's seen as the devil by the villains. You know, the villain, in, in, in the villains are afraid of him, really. The hand is, is, is constantly warning themselves. They're like, you, you need, you know, she has the, the Iron Fist's allies, the devil. You need to be afraid, be careful of the, the devil of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I thought that was super cool. Um, but yeah, so the fight scenes really left kind of something to be desired, and you know, it's it. 
we understand that Electra is this is now the black cloud and now the super weapon used by the hand. But I'm not really sure why. Um, I, it's, she is, she is well-trained. She's, she's this exceptional martial artist, but so is Daredevil. And I don't really, I'm not really sure why she is supposed to then bring about chain. I mean, people have guns for God's sake. Uh, I don't know. It it just, I I wasn't really sure if she had any special abilities since being brought back from the dead they certainly didn't say anything about it, but yeah, I mean, she does manhandle the defenders at one point towards the end. But other than that, she just seems like a really good martial artist. But then, you know, there's four people in the defenders, two of which are exceptional martial artists. And that's another thing, you know, the iron fist, Danny Rand is touted as this incredible martial artist. He, he's just this, this weapon and this weapon used by the chaste to fight the hand. And he spends the entire show getting his ass kicked. He throws like two, three good punches and then spends the show getting the little, the literal shit kicked in by Luke Cage, by Daredevil, by Elektra, by random guys in the hand, by Madame Gao, the old Chinese lady from, you know, who's one of the the elders of the hand, but she's in, she's got a cane for God's sake. And he's the iron fist. He, and he uses it occasionally and he uses it to kind of end the fights. But like you, but he, he's just always on the ground. He's always getting his ass kicked and he just gets mad. And, and he's always like, he's just kind of this pissed off 20 something kind of thing. And I don't know. I, I just didn't see what the big fuss was. If he's supposed to be this exceptional martial artist and he's always getting his ass kicked. So I'm like, okay, well, where, why is he so desired? He doesn't even use the iron fist all that much. And he just seems like, I don't know. I, I didn't see the appeal or why he was so important to the story. They could have, he spent ha- he spent a good amount of time in towards the end of the series being to the end of, to, towards the end of the show being tied up. They end up doing their thing without him for the most part, and they have to go rescue him. He's a damsel in distress. So I, I don't know. He just he seemed very expendable in the scheme of the show. Uh, I I didn't want that. I wanted him to be more, more of an integral part as far as like the, as far as being a weapon. Um, but he just wasn't. And I think Finn Jones actually did a pretty good job uh, with this character. He he has some funny lines. He's like. It's like what I, you know, I went over to the hand. I put on a tie. I was gonna try to do it the legal way. Um, I think he did okay. I don't really have anything to base it on. I don't really, I don't really have anybody in mind that I would think would do have done a better job than Finn Jones. But uh, it was fine. Um, he, he was fine. Now the villains. Um, the only one of note is Sigourney Weaver, and she plays Alexandra. She's Alexandra's kind of the head of the hand, which is I know it's a weird statement the head of the hand there are five um kind of like leaders in the hand and it's one of them's from japan i can't remember his name uh, one of them is madame gal from china one of them is another guy from i think brazil the other guys is other guy from africa and then you have alexandra but alexandra pretty much pulls the strings um for everyone and she's like the main the main lady calling the shots and so 
she we we start the show and you see her she's going to see a doctor and she's dying her her body this form that she's in is dying and we come to learn that she's been dead before but she's come back to life several times she's kind of been living for hundreds of years and this the issue is that the substance that they use to bring themselves back to life is all gone they use the last of it to bring Electra back to life. And so they're kind of scrambling, and especially her, because she's about to die, and she doesn't want to die. So they have to go and get more of the substance, which, again, is made of, I guess, dragon bones. And so their main goal is just to keep living. And then you see that Electra hasn't really accepted her role fully as you know the the black cloud or black sky not black cloud i've been calling it the black cloud this whole time. it's black sky jesus the black sky um she hasn't really accepted her her role as the black sky fully you know she because she keeps having flashbacks and and memories from her previous life as electra even though alexandra keeps telling her that she's not that person anymore she's a new person and Eventually, you see Electra kill Alexandra. Just be like, hey, um, I'm the new boss now, so you get to listen to me. Um, now, Electra, I'm sorry, not Electra. Alexandra is played by uh, Sigourney Weaver, who is just a classic actress. She's She's been around forever. Uh, she always does a good job. I think that I didn't, I, I, I bought the desperation. I bought the desperation in, you know, her actions, and she 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 was truly afraid of of dying for real and dying, you know, finally and not having the chance to come back. But I didn't really get evil. I mean, maybe because it, she kind of looks like my mom, so it kind of took me out of that. And I'm like, well, my mom's a saint, so I can't really, you know, see her as being truly this truly evil person. But. Uh, I got the desperation, and, and I and I understood her motives for doing it. Um, granted, they killed, you know, tons of people in in doing so. But, um, but yeah, so I kind I kind of got with that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's basically it. Um, I thought again as a whole, I thought it was really good. I I, I don't think it was as good as uh, the two Daredevil series, um, but. Um, it really made me appreciate Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and Iron Fist more. Um, you know, Daredevil being my my obvious favorite, but I but I believe that um, you know this show really made me made me like the other characters more. You know, basically it gave me what I wanted with Luke Cage. It, it showed him being more bulletproof or being bulletproof. It showed him messing shit up and you know bending big metal doors that shouldn't be bent and. You know, just being, doing, doing cool shit. Um, and yeah, so it, it made me appreciate that character a little bit more. And I would, it, that, it actually did make me want to go back and rewatch uh, the, the rest of Luke Cage. But yeah, uh, I mean, as a whole, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I would recommend it for sure. If, if anyone has seen the previous uh, standalone character series, I would absolutely suggest uh, watching Defenders. And it's, it's, it's really bingeable. It's easy to watch for sure. Um, and it, it, the trailer, the, the little teaser at the end for the Punisher, like for real made me 
excited for for the new Punisher series. I'm not sure when it comes out, but when it does, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and and hopefully, uh, we'll see more of him interact with with um, with these other characters. It'll be interesting actually because Luke Cage to see him interact with Luke Cage because Luke Cage is such a he kind of set like this pious character where all he wants to do is do the right thing, and he he wants to minimize you know the fallout. He wants to do the right thing without hurting anybody. And the Punisher doesn't really give a shit about that. The Punisher really just wants to, you know, get results by any means necessary. And uh, it would be—it's going to be interesting to see how they interact if they do. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So that's really my review, my recap, for, really of uh, of the Defenders. Um, again, I, I recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it yet. And uh, yeah, so uh, if uh, I'm not sure what's coming up um, later. Uh, what's coming up soon? I know that we're getting uh, Thor in November, I believe, and then, or maybe December. Uh, I, I think it's November, and then we're getting uh, Star Wars uh, Episode Eight or The Last Jedi in December. So, oh, and uh, Justice League in December, I believe, as well. So that will, uh, you know, God willing, there'll be something that comes up be- between now and then, and uh, I'll review that uh, for anyone who cares to listen. Now, I would like to. Shout out to some people in Japan. Apparently, I've got people that are listening in Japan, and I think that's pretty fucking cool. So, um, thanks for listening, you guys. And um, again, if anybody has any questions, any comments, anything they want me to review, anything they want me to read on air, that's cool. Um, feel free to email me at I was right podcast at gmail.com. That's I was right podcast at gmail.com. Thanks.